Welcome to the Mosaic Church Podcast, where we share with you the message of hope and love that lies at the core of the Christian faith. Our weekly sermons delve into the teachings of the Bible and how they can impact our daily lives, inspiring us to journey together towards a deeper understanding of God's infinite love. Join our community of believers as we embrace the power of faith and embark on a transformative spiritual journey. Mosaic Church in Mableton, Georgia exists to lead people to an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ to help them change the world. Now, please enjoy this message from Pastor Broderick Santiago, lead pastor of Mosaic Church. We are going to end this with some encouragement. I pray that that, that what we're going to talk about today is encouragement. We've been talking about outcasts and those who Jesus called his friends, those who who the world looked at were as different, those that 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 were uh, that were kicked out, that were not good enough, that were disqualified, but also considered Jesus's best friends. We've been talking about them and the significant role they play in how we reach and connect and engage with other people. But 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 today I just want to use an outcast as an example as, as a tool of encouragement. Uh, uh, if, you, if you will, 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 join me in the book of John. John chapter 9. John chapter 9. Now, if I had time, I would love to walk us through the entire chapter because it is rich. The whole entire chapter is about the person that I'm going to talk about. John chapter 9. John chapter 9, and I'm going to read verse 1 down to 7, okay? John chapter 9, I'm going to read down from verse 1 to 7. As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man who had been blind from birth. Rabbi, his his disciples asked him, why was this man blind? Was it because of his own sins or or his parents' sins? Jesus says it was not because of his sins or his parents' sins. Watch this. This is why the man was blind. This happened so that the power of God could be seen in him. We must quickly carry out the tasks assigned us by the one who sent us. The night is coming and then no one can walk. But while I am here in the world, I am the light of the world. Then he spit on the ground, made mud with saliva, and spread the mud over the blind man's eyes. I've always took issue with that scripture. Because he could have done it so many other ways. He could have grabbed some water. (laughs) He didn't have to spit. Like, was it a loogie? I don't know. This is crazy. And he told him, (laughs) go wash yourself in the pool of Salome. Salome means sent. And so the man went and washed and came back seeing. God bless my words as I share them with your people today. Let my mind be fresh and my tongue articulate. God, I pray that the words that I share that you've ordained for me to share, oh God, bypass the ears of the listener and rest on their hearts so that we can leave this place changed differently than how we came. 
Oh God, we want to leave with a clearer understanding of the issue of this man who was considered an outcast, but was blessed by the hand of the friend of outcasts known as Jesus. God, we love you. We honor you and praise you in Jesus name. All those agreed to say amen. amen. The Bible is very clear in scripture with regards to asking God for stuff in prayer. It's very clear. There are many scriptures that 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 can vouch for this statement that I just made. Luke eleven nine: Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. This is all a posture or gesture or a way of asking. It's our way of having our hand out. Uh, we can go to John chapter fourteen thirteen. It says, "You can ask for anything in my name, and I will do it." So that the son can bring glory to the father. Again, another scripture saying you can ask for anything. Just ask. Just just ask me for something and you can have your hand out. You can you can get it. And then we go down to John 16. Another scripture 1624. It says this until now you have asked again for nothing in my name. He says ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. You will receive such that your joy may be full. Tons of scripture. We see where people are, were seeking out. We see in stories that I shared with you before where the lepers are like, uh, uh, a rabbi, heal us. They ask. Everybody, all of these different stories of people asking, or we hear the story of, 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 of the people who asked for uh, 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 Jairus' daughter asking to be healed. They've asked. But this is one story unlike any other story that we encounter in the Bible. This blind man was just chilling, doing what he normally does. Jesus is on on a stroll his posse was with him and all of a sudden he says you know what let me heal you the blind man never asked to be healed Jesus just did it Uh, it was suddenly it was his time it was nothing he asked the blind man had never said Jesus I heard you in in the area heal me of blindness he never asked I want to title this message today sometimes you don't even have to ask (laughs) somebody gonna get blessed this morning Uh, sometimes you don't even have to ask I'm gonna jump right into the points I want to share with you as I said there are numerous scriptures regarding asking Jesus for blessings but this particular one this particular scripture this particular pericope the recipient doesn't ask for help Jesus was passing by and made a beeline toward this man and healed him Sometimes you don't even have to ask. The first point if I want to share with you, if you're taking notes, my brothers and sisters, is this. The first point I want to share with you, and somebody's going to shout right here, and we might say amen afterward, uh, God can bless you suddenly. <laughs> God can bless you suddenly. Watch this. If you read further in the scripture, they say, and, you, and we'll come to it later on, they say that the man had been blind and begging for a long time. What the Bible leaves out is how long. The Bible doesn't tell us how long, but the Bible says this, that he was a man. So if he was a man in that time, he had to be between the age of 16 and an older. He had to be at least 16 because at that time in the Jewish culture, uh, a, me, a young man was was considered a man at the age of 16 he'd reached maturity he was a grown man so we know that at this point he was definitely a grown man 
So he was born blind. So from the age where he was able to ask for anything, from the age where he was able to beg, from the age where he was able to stick his hand out and say, help me, he had been begging up until that point where Jesus met him. We don't know exactly how long, but we know that he was at least a grown man, so it had to be over 16, at least 16 years. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, as Jesus is strolling by, somebody comes up. Notice the Bible never says that the man says, Jesus, help me, like the leper said. Notice the Bible never says, uh, Jesus, help me, like the centurion guard said. That nobody, the Bible never says the man asks. The disciples were curious about this blind man. The disciples were wondering why he was blind. Was it because of his sins? And all of a sudden, says Jesus notices and he says, hold on. We've got to do something about this. Can you imagine this man gets up in the morning? He has a routine because he's been blind for a long time, according to scripture. He has a routine. He probably gets up and washes his face and, and makes his plans. He has his spot where he goes. And I don't know if he needed assistance to get to the spot where he would go. But it's very clear that he would go to that spot every day, find his little spot. And he would be there begging, asking for money, blind. And every day, people walking by, some giving, some not. Every day, he had a routine, not knowing how his day was going to end that day. Because suddenly, he woke up blind, but he went home able to see. What's so amazing about that, my brothers and sisters, is that hmm, for the first time, he gets to see the sun. But you know what the first thing he saw before he saw the sun? He saw his own image. Well, how do we know that? Jesus says, go to the pool and clean yourself. How many of you have ever been to the beach or, or somewhere where there's water and not, not your pool, I mean, not your tub, that's a little different, but somewhere where there's, there's water and, and, and sometimes you, you, you stick your head in and you come out and if the sun is shining just right, you can see your own reflection. For the first time, he was able to see how wonderful he was made. Though he was blind, I bet you he saw, wow, that's a, that's a, peculiar looking person but he looks good uh that's that's me this is how i look that, look at my nose uh, look at my ears L look at my lips uh, look i can see i can see where i've been traveling i can see where i've been going i can see my mama i can see my daddy i can see my clothes i can look at my fingers look at my hands and y'all not getting excited because y'all see these things every day because you're privileged but this man had never seen these things and so there was a moment of worship that he had at that time because he woke up in the morning blind but by the end of the day the man could see because he was blessed suddenly I want to tell you this morning I don't know what you're going through in this season I don't know what challenges you are facing I know you probably came here with some burdens on your heart you came here one way but by the time the day ends and the sun goes down suddenly it could change 
Oh man, only one person got excited. I'm talking to the wrong side. Somebody this morning may have had some challenges. Somebody this morning may be going through some, some, some things. Somebody this morning may have some concerns. But when the sun goes down, it may be a sudden blessing. Oh, I'm talking to the wrong side again. Let me go back over here. Somebody woke up this morning not expecting to encounter Jesus. But I'm telling you, before the sun goes down, suddenly you could be blessed. Suddenly, God can bless you. The man was out there doing his normal routine, and then suddenly, Jesus spat in the mud, in the dirt, made mud. The Bible never says this man knew that that was Jesus. That's why I take issue with this scripture. Because ain't nobody in this room going to let somebody go, come here, let me put some mud on your eyes. Yo, what's, what's, what's good? What's, what's, you don't want this. The Bible never says this man resisted. And you know what that tells me? He had a willing heart. So when God can bless you suddenly, but you've got to have a willing heart. He may not do it. And the reason I love this scripture, and even though this particular one is peculiar with the spitting things, what the Bible is trying to show you that God does things in a way that is not common to the culture. He does things in ways and you don't expect. It may feel nasty. It sound nasty. We don't know what the breath smelled like, but it happened in an unnatural way. The man never complained. He never resisted. He had a willing heart and suddenly he was changed. Some of y'all waiting for a suddenly blessing, but the thing is, you don't have a willing heart. You're expecting God to perform the way you expect him to perform in your own mind, according to your own agenda and your timeline and your calendar. But God says, I'm going to do it my way. All right. Let me move on, y'all. Y'all, 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 y'all getting this? You don't even have to ask because God can bless suddenly. The second point I want to share with you this morning, my brothers and sisters, if you're taking notes, sometimes you may have to feel your way through. Sometimes you may have to feel your way through. I know y'all ain't shouting, but let me explain what I mean by that. The Bible says, John 9 and 7 says, he told him, go wash yourself in the pool of Siloam. Salome means sent. And so the man went and washed and came back seeing. Now, I don't know how well you know geography. I don't know if this is something you would even put on your radar to even investigate. But here's what I can tell you. The pool of Salome, to get to it, you had to walk through a tunnel. You had to walk through a tunnel, then down some stairs, Then recent archaeological studies have shown in the year 2004, they found another hole, which is believed to be the official, the authentic pool of Siloam. So you had to go down two levels of stairs. The Bible never said this man knew where he was going. 
Not everybody was able to go to the pool of Siloam. It was a restricted place that was only for those who were called to go there. So we know that the per- very possibly this is the first time this man has ever had to go this way. So as he's going there, do you think he knows how to go there? No, he had to feel his way through it. Is this, I, th- I think this is it. Excuse me, sir. Can you tell me where the pool? It's, it's that way. I, I can't see you. Which way? Don't point. Tell me. I can't see you. That's a bad joke. Y'all not laughing. Which way? Let me get you there. Somebody probably guided him there. But when he got there, he had to fill the walls. He had to take his time. He had to just step out lightly. He had to feel his way through it. He may have had to along the way bump into a wall or two he may have stubbed his toe along the way Uh, he may have even tripped or missed a step he may have even stopped at the wrong level and didn't go far enough what I'm trying to tell you brothers and sisters because y'all not listening because I'm not hearing a response is that along this journey called life you may have to feel your way through you may have to ask for some directions you may need a little assistance you might stub your toe along the way you may miss the next the wrong level and stop where you weren't supposed to but what I want to tell you is he made it to the pool and just like he made it to the pool you will make it to your destiny just keep on going are y'all receiving what I'm downloading (laughs) sometimes King David you got to feel your way through and when he finally got there, this is the good news. If I had some runners, I guarantee they'd run. I'd say open the door because they'd run out the door. Because when he got to the pool, the bumps, the bruises, the feeling your way through, the missing the mark didn't matter anymore. Stopping at the wrong level was irrelevant because he got to the pool and suddenly he could see again. Suddenly the blessing manifested itself in his life so rich that it ran back to Jesus. Can see with the ability to see. And I'm telling you, forget the bumps, forget the bruises. Quit looking back at how you got to the position you're in. You made it, baby. Some of y'all ain't shouting because you ain't made it. You're probably still feeling your way through. Don't you stop. Keep on feeling your way through. You just get a Band-Aid and keep on going. You get some, uh, some ointment and keep on going. Don't you stop feeling your way through. Get you a GPS. Go to maps or something like that. Use ways. Find your way to your destiny, whatever it takes. You need to get there. Don't worry about the way you're going to get there. Just go. Bishop told me on Thursday, he said, sometimes you got to be in the place before God shows up. Uh, He gave the example of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They had to be in the fire before Jesus, before God showed up. Uh, He gave the example of Daniel. Daniel had to be in the lion's den before God showed up. Sometimes you've got to just go. This man was begging, had to go to the pool, had to feel his way through, but God was there and suddenly he was healed. My third and final point, not even those close to you may be able to recognize you. Not even those closest to you may be able to recognize you because you started one way. I remember and my best friend since third grade is here. I remember before I became a Christian, I was talking with one of my uncles. I got so many uncles because my dad has so many wonderful friends that he calls brothers. 
And one of my uncles was at the ordination. We were talking. I says, man, you know, 1993, I came here to go to college. I was a radical Muslim chasing women, got in trouble, had to leave campus because they was coming after me with guns. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. I was just, I, I didn't know no better. And I had to leave campus. I said, I was a Muslim. He says, now look at you, white collar and all, ordained. And I remember posting something, a scripture online, and my best friend from third grade is here, and I posted something online, and one of our old friends who used to roll with us in this Muslim stuff, we used to do this radical stuff. He wasn't as deep as we were, but he just wanted to hang. And he said, Broderick Santiago, a pastor? And my boy said, he said, man, I'm going to delete it. I says, no, because every time I look in the mirror, before I have to preach, I say, Broderick Santiago, a pastor? But God's plan is always greater than our plans. And the thing is, I'm glad he didn't recognize me, the new me. I'm glad he still saw Shabazz. I'm glad when he looked at Broderick Santiago, he saw the former me. I'm telling you right now, the same way this blind man happened to him. Watch this. John 9, 8, 9 says this. His neighbors, his neighbors and others who knew him as a blind beggar asked each other, isn't this the man who used to sit and beg? And watch this. This is the good part. Some said he was, but others were like, nah, he just looked like him. <laughs> that ain't him. That might be his cousin. Maybe his daddy was a rolling stone. He got a brother mama didn't know about. But that ain't him. God will bless you so good clean you up so well yank you out of the muck and myrrh of life straighten you out put you on a path of righteousness so good that your mama may not recognize you your own neighbor may not recognize you your best friend won't recognize you and they will look at your new holy self and say that can't be king david that can't be charles that can't be brian no that ain't emily over there no i think so it might be somebody that just look like her He will bless you suddenly. He will bless you suddenly. And sometimes you got to feel your way through. And in the end, he'll bless you so good, not even those close to you may be able to recognize who you are. I just want to tell you, some of y'all are right in front of that. Some of y'all are right now been just like this man, begging for years, hurting for years, writing in your journal. God, if you don't show up, I don't know what's going to happen. You've been writing plans. Some of you wrote plans. It didn't happen in year one. It didn't happen in year five. It didn't happen in year 10. You took the plans and you said, you know what? That ain't meant for me. And God says, how dare you throw that away? If I implanted this into you, it is for you, but it is for in due season. For all the promises of God are yes and amen. And if I've given you a promise, you can guarantee it's going to happen. I am a promise maker and a promise keeper. I am not a man that I should lie. If I tell you it's going to happen, it's going to happen. I will never leave you nor forsake you. The Bible is very clear on that. I dare you today to grab the plan that you had. I dare you today to look over the dream you had. I dare you today to start believing in the impossible for we serve a God who does the impossible. If he can do it for that blind man, he can do it for you. Our worship team can come. I want to encourage you today, my brothers and sisters, using this outcast as an example, 
Your haters, listen, your haters are going to question it. Your haters are going to challenge you on your blessing. They're going to try to steal the song out of your heart. They're going to try to snatch the praise from your lips. They're going to doubt you all the way to the bank. But you've got to stick your head up and be like this man. Because the Bible says the religious leaders were like, wait a minute. So you're telling me, my brother, that Jesus, this guy, healed you. But wait a minute. When did he heal you? On the Sabbath. That ain't right. That's wrong. He shouldn't have healed you on the Sabbath. And that's just like church folk. When did somebody bless you? When did you come to Christ? At the strip club? No, no, no. That wasn't Jesus. Yes, it was. He goes everywhere. I serve an omnipotent God. He is everywhere. Uh, He is all powerful. He is omnipresent, omniscient. He is all knowing. What do you mean he can't meet? He can meet you wherever you are. He can meet you at the highest mountain. He can meet you at the lowest peak, at the lowest low, at the lowest valley. He is everywhere. And your friends, your church folk, your people, they're going to look at you and say, no, tell me again what happened. I don't believe it. Let me, let me call your mama and daddy. The Bible says that the Jewish, uh, the religious leaders of the time didn't believe him. So they summons his mama and daddy. This is the blind man I'm talking about. And they ask, they say, listen. Okay, he can see now, but we have one question. First of all, he shouldn't have been healed on the Sabbath. That was a sin. So this man is obviously not Jesus. He wouldn't have done that. Secondly, was he really born blind? Guess what the parents said? Well, what did he say? What did he say? They bring the blind man in for further questioning. Sir, can you please tell us once again what happened? The man said, blind man said, I done told y'all, this is, I believe this is how he said it, this is just me, I'm just, I done told y'all already what happened. The onus is for you to accept it. See, because your heart is turned against Jesus, because you don't have a willing heart or willing soul to accept Jesus, you don't believe in the miraculous. I done told y'all, I'm done with it, I'm going to go on and enjoy seeing, because I don't want to see y'all. Now that I can see, y'all the last people I want to see, but I want y'all to see me leave. (laughs) Wherever you are in this life, Wherever you are on this journey, I want to remind you that God can bless you suddenly. But the key of this whole entire message is that you've got to have a willing heart to receive it. Our worship team will come. Thank you for joining us today. Our prayer is that Pastor B said something that moves you closer to Jesus. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, we would like to invite you to follow us on social media at Mosaic Mableton and visit us on our website at wearemosaicchurch.org. You can learn more information about our church, ways to support our ministry through financial donations, stay updated on upcoming events, and find resources to support your spiritual journey. We would be delighted to welcome you in person on Sunday mornings to worship and connect with others, our doors are always open to those seeking a place to grow and explore their faith. 
Thanks for tuning in and may God bless you on your spiritual journey.